0: Goes out to Houston. I already miss you. Wow. Did I disappoint you or let you down? Should I be feeling guilty or let the judges from Because I saw the end before we'd begun. Yes, I saw you were and I knew I had one so I took what's mine by eternal right. Took your soul out into the night. It may be over, but it won't stop there. I am here for you, if you'd only care. You touched my heart, you touched my soul. You changed my life and all my goals. And love is blind and that I knew it. My heart was blinded by You've kissed your lips and held your head, Shared your dreams and shared your bed I know you well, I know your smell I've been addicted to you Goodbye, my lover Goodbye. Goodbye, my friend You have been the one You have been the one for me Goodbye, my lover Goodbye, my friend You have been the one You have been the one for me
1: Welcome legends, you're on with the Doc Supercoach podcast, it's upgrade season, not only in Supercoach but also in podcast land, we've been checking the break evens and while he performed brilliantly last week, Houston's break even was just a little too high and it's time to cash him in, so we've brought in a premium to our back line to shore things up in defence, in the form of Pete, how are you going there champion? Uh, not too bad, hopefully I can uh, be a worthwhile fill-in. How yeah, How's it feel to not be on the uh, the Monday pod for once? Um, it's a bit confusing because I <laughs>
2: might uh, yeah, contradict myself, so I'm going to have to try and uh, pay very careful attention to what I'm saying.
1: You know guys like uh, Fozzy Wolf and uh, Anthony Viscaris are going to go through both pods just to make sure that both the information lines up, hey?
2: I don't doubt that whatsoever. I hope they do. I really...
1: <laughs> Anthony writes in and he says, hashtag the boy who cried Fozzy Wolf. I'm not sure what that means.
2: Uh, neither, but I think he just wanted to get his name into this podcast. <laughs> I think he was a bit upset about being... Yeah. Uh, Overlooked consistently.
1: Now it's a little bit, uh, a little bit of a different matchup that we got today. Houston's been promoted at work, so his times clash with the podcast at the moment. So um, in future weeks, we might still just ring him on the phone, surprisingly, and uh, see if we can get some uh, some extra extra advice from him. What do you reckon? Sounds good to me, as long as we don't get him fired. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Now the first pressing question we've got for you, Pete, is if you're on the third Thursday podcast, you need to have a nickname.
2: I oh, know. What do we look? At? What am I looking at?
1: Well, we got Houston's after uh, Whitney Houston because his last name was Whitney. I'm Cheezo because of every team needs a Cheezo.
2: <laughs> yep, all my teams have a Cheezo in it.
1: Yeah, and I What are we going to do with Pete? We need we need something more uplifting that the community can grab hold of.
2: So, I'm thinking something that rhymes with um,
1: mistle. Mistle, pistol. Pistol. There we go. Boom. (laughs) I'm sure the community will write in and tell us if they don't like it, they can give us something else. Hopefully
2: that doesn't happen and we can just roll with it and never have to talk about nicknames again.
1: Hashtag Pistol Pete. There we go. (laughs) All right, let's jump straight into the weekly recap, mate. Uh, The Dr. Supercoach Expert League 2 was now sitting 6th overall. Uh, We're starting to fall away a little bit from the leaderboard, uh, but the top league uh, in the competition... Has accumulated three hundred and ninety-two thousand points, and we're sitting only one k behind. So we're snapping right on the heels, um, and could potentially push for that number one spot again as long as we have a few good weeks.
2: Yeah, they've done a great job so far, and you know anything can happen, especially with the buys. So hopefully, they just keep getting right to the top and stay there. No one can overtake them. We've That's- had um, a pretty good week with our raising money for the Cancer Council fund. We cracked the $1,000 mark, which is incredible news. So thanks again to everyone who donated. I think um, this week we had a couple of uh, good donations from Travis, Rick, Anthony, Remy, Jamie, and Scott. So thank you very much. We're currently at uh, $1,052.55, all for a good cause. So yeah, well done. Thanks, everybody.
1: Yeah, and uh, once again, it always goes straight to the uh, Cancer Council Victoria Fund. We never get our hands on it at all, so you, you're donating direct, directly to cancer research. That's absolutely brilliant that there's so many people a part of it. It's a great cause. All right, let's get into some teams, mate. Um, you've got any uh, relevant ins that you want to ch- chat about, or we've got a couple rookies to keep our eyes out for.
2: None. This was a terrible week. How bad <laughs> was this week?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, there's not really none, but... uh.
2: Probably looking a bit earlier in the week at the Hawthorne-Melbourne game, I can yep. see Jack Trengove coming back from a long layoff, missing okay. quite a few days. I, yeah,
1: like it's it's been 798 days since his last AFL game. And the, the thing is, there's a lot of people trading him in this week. And I think we all understand that five minutes into the first quarter he's going to snap his leg or he'll come down with the flu or something like. Something will happen and he'll be out for another season.
2: Literally, do not trade this guy in until you see him on the field right before the first bounce and make sure he's not like in the midst of a fall or like <laughs> doing something silly because you can't be sure.
1: <laughs> at Jack all. Trengrove has the luck of somebody that when he's walking out to the ground, They'll uh, someone A flying bottle from the crowd or hit him on the back of the head and give him a concussion and he'll be out out for another two weeks.
2: Well, it's hope night. It's a great return <laughs> for him to football, and hopefully he can be a good cash cow, but don't go early on this guy, please. Yeah,
1: don't go early on him. I've seen a, a few trades this week. Um, I think 5% of Callum Mills' trades this week or something like that have gone straight to Jack Tringrove before a game, and I think that's just ridiculous.
2: I think most of them were going to uh, Reese Matheson, yeah. who is unfortunately... Omitted. Thank God for the
1: reverse so, trade button.
2: Now they're all going to trade in uh, Jack Trangrove instead. So maybe yep. not. Thank God.
1: Yeah, exactly. Maybe
2: they're better off getting <laughs> Madison.
1: <laughs> all right. Have you got any more ins there for us?
2: Uh, Clayton Oliver's probably a welcome back for a couple of people that still have him. Yeah. Um, in the Carlton Brisbane game, uh, Jared Jansen makes his debut. So probably one to keep your eye on. Although, I'm not sure you have such high hopes for him.
1: Yeah, he's a mature age rookie. He spent quite a few years on uh, Geelong's list before looking for more opportunities in Brisbane. He's really uh, more of a contested inside ball winner, but he doesn't tend to get that much um, of the ball to begin with. I think in his three, two or three years at Geelong, he only averaged 16 possessions, and he's only been going at about 16 or 17 in the kneeful.
2: Yeah, it doesn't look like his scoring potential will be up there. Um, job security-wise, with Matheson going out, it feels like they might want to rotate Keyes, Jansen, and Matheson throughout the rest of the season, maybe giving some of the kids a bit of a rest. So even job security-wise, it's a bit of a stretch. Um,
1: yeah. Not yeah. for me. And the, th- and the thing with Brisbane, I, I suppose we can, uh, he's, as with all rookies, you can wait till his third game and we can see what he's like. He does have a uh, significant contested possession rate of around 60% and he's a tackling, uh, tackling menace. So um, there might be a few su- super coach points in there. I don't have high hopes at this stage for him.
2: Well, Rockcliffe makes his way back into the side, which is a big plus for those coaches that jumped on him after his good score only to... Find out that he's injured again. Um,
1: <laughs> we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Were, were you? Okay? Were you one of those? Coaches? No, we're not talking. I just said we're not talking. So yeah, um, into the next game that we have uh, a, a few more relevant rookies. Now uh, we've got. I'm, I'm not Carlton. gonna. I'm not gonna relive that one. Go through a few more ins for us, mate.
2: We'll go. Uh, Burn from Calthan makes his way back after being laid out and giving people a couple of donuts. So, yep. good on Burn.
1: <laughs> yep. Got He's burnt, back. you could say.
2: Ah, oh, I'm not going to pay that one. It's just not going to happen. You know what? In fact, I'm just going to move straight on to Geelong Cup, Geelong uh, GWS. Good game, this one. Hopefully, yeah. we've got uh, McCarthy being Lincoln McCarthy coming back into the side after being injured for a while. So that seems quite relevant, as well as uh, Tom Ruggles making his way in after a late out last week, also screwing up. Many people's backline, So I think a couple of people are going to be pretty happy about that.
1: Yeah, bloody Ruggles last week, laid out, had to take Hartley's minuscule score.
2: I don't think you're the only one. So, that,
1: that, well, I hope I'm you weren't the only crying. one. <laughs> All right, next um, game.
2: Next game, shouldn't
1: take it. <laughs> it's uh, Fremantle. <laughs> of versus course, it's lot. my boys. Yes. <laughs> no, um,. I, I'm really excited to get our second win for the year I've I've never been so excited for a game of football as this one against Frio I don't I've lost my words <laughs> so
2: you're willing to just give up the number one draft pick and get that glorious second
1: win uh, pretty much pretty much because um, everyone knows that people screw up the number one draft pick anyway so uh, <laughs> no, in in reality um, David Mundy and Darcy Tucker, two coming in for the game. Um, Influences it a little bit. David Mundy's had a lot of injuries this year, hasn't he? Yeah, he's getting a bit old. Yeah, it it is a little bit worrying considering he came off a season of 116 points last year. Um, Darcy Tucker on the bubble, absolutely been killing the waffle. We'll talk about him a bit later. Um, He's a relevant in. On the Essendon side of things, we've got Will Hams. Um, He's been doing really, really well. Um, in the VFL, we'll touch on him a little bit later as well, um, and that's pretty much Darcy Parrish named on a half forward. Clearly, they're running through the midfield because he's a gun. Go, take take it away, Pistol. <laughs>
2: the Gold Coast Suns and uh, the Swans. It's such a ripping match this one. I'm sure oh, it's going to be a very tight. It's going to
1: be close. I am really struggling to tip this one.
2: <laughs> There's quite a lot of ins for the Suns here. Uh, KK Kade Koldashny is back in, so I'm yep. sure. His owners will be. Hasn't I mean, he been disappointing? Be I think they'll be sad that he's back in.
1: Oh I know. It's,
2: it's just a constant disappointment with him yep. scoring terribly week in, week out. So he's back. <laughs> You're welcome. Yep. Um, Matt Rosa, I guess, is not slightly, bad inclusion for that.
1: Yeah, them. slightly relevant in fantasy sense for those that still have him. I don't. I'm pretty sure you would have deleted your team if you still did, though.
2: Yeah, it's unlikely that many people held on to him. Um, Jesse Joyce lines up for his first game. So that's somewhat interesting. I'm not sure he'll make it to three, but we can wait and see. Yep. Um, Collingwood Port Adelaide, another team with a lot of changes, is my own. Um, Supercoat relevant players first. Travis Cloak lines up at the You said forward.
1: Supercoach relevant.
2: Oh, life relevant. It's everything <laughs> relevant. It's it, the match winner. Cloak is back, so you can just... I know who to tip for this one. Yeah. Um... Unfortunately, on the extended bench, there's a couple of rookies, so we won't really know until tomorrow if they yeah. make the cut, but there might be one or two downgrade options. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt Goodyear. You know, I probably wouldn't anyway, but anyway, we'll move on to uh, Port Adelaide. Have Logan Austin playing his first game at fullback, his $123,000 rookie. Not promising as a fullback. So He's we'll probably... a fullback,
1: let's be honest. It's not really something to get too excited about.
2: No, not at all. So moving on to the Bulldogs West Coast game, Bailey Williams makes his way to the extended bench. Yep. Won't know more about that. Yeah, um, I,
1: I think he'll probably be sitting on the emergencies list again.
2: Yeah, it's unlikely he takes to the field. Uh, yep. Elliot Yo and Andrew Gaff coming for the Eagles. Again, not sure who comes out. Probably at the expense of Tom Cole, who was yeah. in last week. So don't keep your hopes up if you it's a big game play. as
1: well I don't think they'll be putting a second gamer in when they've got Kane Lucas Andrew Gaff and Elliot Yo which are seasoned AFL players.
2: <laughs> all as good as each other as well yeah I think definite uh, Kane Lucas is a captain option if you actually have him.
1: <laughs> the thing is he kills the under under like um, the next level level down but he just can't can't do it at, at AFL. I heard he was fantastic
2: in the under 18s. But it was just a shame that he was 23 years old at the time. <laughs> uh, so Adelaide Crowe, St Kilda, we have the return of Rory Laird, which is big news, fantasy-wise. Yeah. Yep. Um, not too sure who's going to come out for him, so we'll wait and see on that one. Um, Sam Fisher goes out and Hugh Goddard just replaces him. And Tom Lee comes to the bench, a little special friend.
1: Oh, Is he going to be on the extended bench?
2: I would say most certainly he'll be sitting there with Houston.
1: I, I absolutely would go off my nut if he gets named because the amount of texts we're going to send Houston to inbox him to say, tell him that Tom Bruce Lee is back in the team, <laughs> he, he won't be able to handle it. No, definitely not. I want it to happen just for that reason.
2: <laughs> that would be pretty good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump straight into some captaincy options. Um, again, we've broken it up into VC and C options. Um, playing earlier in the round um, for guys that you could run with, um, I've gone with someone like a Gorn against Hawks with not the greatest Ruck division, uh, but Gorn does average 118 against uh, in a small sample size against the Hawks last year. Very promising. Um, yeah. Or if you're going to risk it, um, you could run with uh, a danger on the Saturday afternoon game against the Giants. A uh, a a, a predicting a close game so um, the importance of possession from danger should see some good solid points from him
2: yeah it's always a risk putting your VC on you know the highest scoring player in the game crazy
1: yeah, exactly right you've, you've you've got to go out in a limb sometimes Pistol <laughs> mate you've just got to see through the numbers and just do the algorithm in your head and just see what you can figure out and you know I think it's a risk but it's one worth taking
2: well, I hope it pays off for you <laughs>
1: Who have you got as a VC, mate? I'm looking at uh, Lukey Parker. He was a bit oh, disappointed oh, last week. Lot, like second or third guy that highest averaging.
2: Look, he he had a <laughs> terrible week last week. So oh. I think people are put off by him. But I'm going to say get back About on that wagon. About 10 people
1: traded him out too, I bet. Uh,
2: probably for Reith Matheson. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to reverse their trades and be pretty <laughs> happy. That's what I'm predicting. Yeah. Um, Luke Parker has a good record against Gold Coast, actually. Not that the sample size is particularly large, but... Play them five times for four tons, so that's promising. Yeah. So you know that's pretty safe cap- vice captaincy choice. I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to rain as well, so he loves that.
1: Yeah, he's he, he's things. had four tons against him, and after this game, he could have six tons. That's how well he's going to go.
2: Well, fingers crossed, as my VC.
1: Yep, um, I uh, for a captaincy side of things, he's yet to go under a hundred all of the year. He's in career best form, and he's absolutely killing it. I Darcy th- Parrish. He stole the words right out of my mouth. Sorry, I got no. too excited. <laughs> um, I'm, th- I'm going to go. I-, I pretty much say this every week. He's either my VC or my C. It's Hannah's. I- I just, you can't go past him when he's in this kind of form. Or you could, and you could look for somebody else. Oh, and who would you go?
2: I would go for... The only man out there that is... Oh, wait, hold on. You're a Collingwood
1: su- supporter. Just like to preface that before we start. I think i figured it out. He could it's Brent McCaffer.
2: <laughs> it is Brent McCaffer. Single-handedly <laughs> save Collingwood season. Yep. It's Brent
1: McCaffer and his tagging roles. Um, <laughs> Supercoach Gold right there.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it
1: is Scott Pendlebury. Yeah, none um, other than Scott Pendlebury. He's go- what's his average over his last three rounds? It's something like... Um, hold on, I'll just pull it up here. I've got him... Scott Pendlebury in the last three rounds is averaging 138.3. In his last five rounds, 132.
2: Look, I mean, need I say more after that? That's just, he's in great form. Collingwood aren't probably going to be in great form after this week, uh, but you can't, nothing stops this man. So it's a safe option, very safe.
1: Um, I just would like to point out that we uh, recommended on Dr. Supercoach that everyone get Scott Pendlebury in about five weeks ago. And yeah. what a good five weeks it's been.
2: It has been great. I know we got a lot of hate for recommending him over uh, Hanabree at the time. Yep. But, I mean, the numbers show. Hanabree
1: yeah. was number one. Well, we'll jump straight into Cheezo's Tasty Trades.
0: It ain't easy being cheesy.
1: And I'm going to stick with the Collingwood theme, Jeremy Howe. Yes, Oh He's been brilliant over the last month. He's had scores of one hundred eight, one thirty five, one hundred four, one twenty five, and that's insane for anyone, let alone Jeremy Howe. And he seems to have settled across that half back role. Would you think, Pete? He's um, as a as a, a, a pie supporter. Is that kind of where you've been seeing him picking up his possessions?
2: He's definitely playing that intercept half back role, spoiling, doing everything. Pretty much got our season back on track. This man.
1: Yeah and the thing is that he played this same role at Melbourne to a much lesser extent and he, he has gone on these runs before but you know no matter how much you want to chase the points of some guy that's already put up four tons just because you're jumping on him now doesn't know you, like he's not going to keep this form up for the rest of the season we've said that a, a numerous times on guys that have gone on massive runs
2: yeah, I don't think you can, especially with our side so unsettled. We still have Marley Williams, you know, Tom Langdon still coming back from injury. Yeah. And they'll be back soon, and I don't know how that will affect how.
1: Like, it, it's there's no assurity that by, you know, he's had a role change since round one to round 10. Who's to say there's not going to be another role change between round 11 to round 20?
2: Exactly. And Fasolo is out and injured, so, you know, we need a forward.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Who knows? And he's in 2 to 3% of teams, and he's a great pod, but he's never averaged over... He's Only once is he averaged over 80 points in a season, so you don't really have that much um, assurance that he's going to actually be good. I, I see that as a huge risk.
2: Yeah, look, if he was probably 450k, I would be like, hmm, I'll consider.
1: Yep. But
2: the fact that it's close to 500k, I mean, you can get safer options for cheaper.
1: Yeah, and... Safe options in particular will lead us into our fallen premium section. In the defence, my number one fallen premium this week in Chizo's Tasty Trades um, has been mentioned before, mentioned on the Monday podcast because it's so obvious. Is Jared McVeigh? Yep, he's got a break even of seventy nine after his first ton for the season. Um, he finally, finally played his role across half-back and showed why Longmire needs to keep him there. He doesn't, he doesn't play well at, at, across his half-forward role, and I'm not sure if they were just um, warming him into it because he had that um, injury to, at the start of the season. Um, look, the dude was the highest-averaging defender last season, and he's now exactly $100,000 cheaper than his starting price. He's only in 3.1% of teams, and he's playing Gold Coast this week. Why would you not jump on?
2: Remember that time when Malczewski was the highest averaging defender from the previous year and then fell to like 150k cheaper and was still not a good option?
1: He's still not a good option this year, and he was like in the 300,000s. He's broken. Uh, I'm really concerned for Gold Coast. I think Malczewski was a flash in the pan. Like He only did it a couple years out of six. Yeah, well, but different teams as well. Yeah, Jared McVeigh has averaged around the 100, 110 mark for six or seven years.
2: No, he's an obvious option, and if you're looking for a defender and he's cheap, there's not much I could go wrong.
1: Yeah. Is there any other options that you can think of if you weren't going to go Jared McVeigh, or if you already had him? I quite like another old guy, uh, Boris Corey Enright. Enright! He's-
0: Ooh.
2: Yeah, he's only 464,000, so yeah. it doesn't break your bank. And he's been quite good this year with only two scores below 89, which and is
1: quite good. He, he's always been known for consistency, but he's never had that ceiling.
2: But yeah, I, oh, I agree with that. He's He's gone above 89 seven times, so that's quite significant considering he's only played like nine games or something. Uh, so if you're looking for a safe kind of POD option, I think he'd be a good one. He'll probably cop a rest at some stage, but not yeah. if Geelong keep losing.
1: All right. In the midfield, basically every one of our questions on social media was about this guy, and that's Robbie Gray. He started the season with three straight 120 plus scores, had a, uh, a bit of a, a layoff with a, I think it was a hamstring um, and over half of the coaches who owned him have already traded him out. And he's gone from about 15% ownership a few weeks ago to around 7%. He's got a break-even of 73 this week. You won't find him cheaper again at 500k. I k. Am, I am—I personally jumped on him. I can't recommend this guy enough.
2: I was one of those coaches that traded him out uh, when he got injured. So I'm definitely a big fan. I traded him in for... Rockcliffe at the beginning of the season. Um, 73 is a good break even. Uh, The only worry for me is that he has never scored above a ton at the MCG and he will cop the Greenwood tag this
1: week. Yeah. And Greenwood's going a little bit under the radar uh, in the tagging ways. I'm not sure if Brent McCaffer affects it this week, but they've really turned Greenwood into a completely different player with this new role.
2: I'm loving it. He absolutely destroyed Pritis. Um, His destroyed quite a few players this season. I wonder how Gray will go. He probably will do well, but, you know, he'll probably beat 73, but I'm not expecting a massive score for him to be priced out of, you know, most of your um, options for next yeah. week.
1: He he won't go up in price that much that so you can't pick him up next week.
2: Yeah, that's my thought. So I did have him, but I have reversed my trades this week mm. and I'm probably not going to get him, but not ruling him out just yet.
1: And there are a lot of other um, uh, midfield um, like predators and things like that that are dropping in price, and the uh, Joel Selwoods and whatnot that are all coming down. So uh, even a Gaz at 542k is another one to look at, um, or a Rockliffe at 463. If you've got the uh, Cajones, so there's a heaps of uh, midfield options you can choose from. Um, a fallen premium in the ruck, and it's oh, you can't really call him a, a fallen premium, but I've got him in this category. He's got a three round average of only 93. And he's dropped nearly a hundred thousand in the last three weeks and he's back to his starting price. And that's Max Gorn. Yep. Great player. He he, he got hundred and sixty seven last week and still only has a three round average of ninety three.
2: He had two stinkers in a row, which uh, led to his price drop, but I think he's well and truly back on track now. Yeah. Pretty safe pick.
1: I think I think the stat was he um, plays really well away from home, It doesn't play well at home. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, so he's at the MCG this week against the Hawks, so um, I would have to look that one up, but that's just off the top of my head. I have a feeling that he plays pretty poorly away from home. <laughs> so he's, he scores at the MCG this year, 95, 85, 63, 49, 105, 160. <laughs> Spot the outlier. Yeah, the, the, well, there's two outliers, a 49 and a 160.
2: Yeah, not, not good. Yuck. Well, one's good, one's when,
1: not good. And when he, play, <laughs> when he plays away from home, Blundstone Arena, 172, Etihad Stadium, 96, um, Metricon Stadium, 174, and Alice Springs, 167. So he definitely plays better away scores. from home.
2: It's like an average of like 140 away from home. It's
1: Far huge. Out. One, two, three, three scores above 160 and a 96. Could do worse. Yeah, well he's he's playing at the MCG this week against uh, Hawthorne, so he's probably gonna put out a forty, so just keep an eye on him.
2: Uh, well he's the, your VC, so probably don't take that. No, score. I
1: said all all danger. I'm haf, I'm happy going out on a limb and saying danger as well. <laughs> all right, fair <laughs> enough. Let's uh, move in, on. The, in the forwards. We've named him a couple of times, it's Chad Wingard. We said that he you really needed to watch for that form to turn around, and we've got a few weeks of data. To say that he might have turned it around, it well In fact, he has turned around it. In the last two weeks, he's gone 107, 136, He's on the back, uh, on the uh, the rise again. He's got a a break even of sweet bugger all, um, and he's averaged ninety eight across entire seasons before. On two separate occasions, he's still one hundred and thirteen k below his starting price. Um, I'd have no dramas with someone getting uh, Chad Wingard as a an F six kind of section if you're if you're looking for that kind of player.
2: Yeah, if you need the value, definitely Chad Wingard should be high on your list. I think even if you got him now and was was planning to use him as like an F7 M9 type swing player for cover after the buys, I think that's probably the perfect option for that.
1: Yeah, I think that's really really good. And and Porter starting to get this season back on track, and that's mirroring his form, except this week when inevitably
2: lose they lose by a hundred points.
1: To the pies, you reckon? Oh, after no, they've no lost question. Adams and they've lost. Didn't you see we have cloak back? Yeah, no, I was talking about good ins. <laughs> oh well, in that case,
2: McCaffrey.
1: Speaking of good ins, Trelaw has been phenomenal for the pies this year.
2: Yeah, he's been pretty average. So you know, I right really want
1: there. him in my midfield.
2: <laughs> uh, it's too expensive now.
1: I know. I, I, I wish. I I thought he'd do well, but I didn't think I'd see one hundred and sixteen, hundred and twenty season out of him. I think
2: you might see better in the future as well so keep an eye on him for
1: 2017 yeah he's gonna be first person pick next year I reckon
2: for a lot of people I think yeah Yeah.
1: all right let's run through some rookies um that I think are probably on the chopping block this week um we mentioned him before Lincoln McCarthy why would you be thinking about trading him out if you still had him
2: just because you probably held him thinking he's not going to lose any cash But now he's back, he's got a high break even, and he's going to lose you a
1: lot of cash. Yeah, so the reason that you would have held him is because he wasn't losing money, he wasn't hurting your team if you had cover, but now that he's back, even if you're not playing him on the ground, which ideally at this stage he wouldn't be anyway, he is going to start dropping that cash because of his massive break even.
2: Yeah, you might want to hold him throughout the buys. He does have the perfect uh, round 15 buy, so can understand that, but... If you weren't and you did want to cash him in, now would be the week to do so.
1: Yeah, if you're like Pete and decided that trades were a free commodity and you get unlimited amounts of them, I'd be getting rid of him this week.
2: Isn't this AFL fantasy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> i got my fantasy sports mixed up.
2: Yeah, I thought we had two trades per week every week. Right? When did they implement this bloody
1: limited trade format?
2: Uh, it must be new. Never yeah, realized before. I've never
1: heard of this before. Uh, I can't believe we got through entire seasons with like 15 trades.
2: Uh, that's just incredible Especially knowing me I probably would use 15 trades In about the first three rounds
1: Yeah um, What about the uh, the injured players In Michael Hartley or Ben Kennedy They are obviously going to miss future weeks um, what, If you were looking to upgrade someone Would Ben Kennedy or Michael Hartley Be someone that you could say Ben Kennedy to a Robbie Gray Or a Michael Hartley to a, a McVeigh? Sound like similarly good ideas?
2: They sound like perfectly good ideas. I think Ben Kennedy holds a bit more worth, so I'd probably look to ditch him first. He's got more to lose from his poor score. But look, they're not going down in price, so if you want to hold them, feel free to do so.
1: Yeah. But in terms of rookies that need to come in, um, we're all expecting Reese Matheson to get his third game this week, and he's been omitted.
2: Yeah, I have this whole big write-up on Reese Matheson, and it's gone to waste.
1: Yeah, Just ruined my day. Copy and paste in for a new pod in a couple of weeks time, mate.
2: Awesome, looking forward to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, one, one of the bubble boys that you really could be looking at is Darcy Tucker. Um, now he has been playing really well. He had a a high twenty possession game. Um, in the waffle thing was like twenty eight. Um, fair few tackles and intercept marks and things like that. He's yeah, was, I've got it here. He's it was, got
2: had twenty nine touches, eight marks, and ten inside fifties.
1: Yeah, so that's absolutely brilliant. And this guy's a ball-winning um, general defender. So he played as a, predominantly as a, a running defender slash midfielder um, for Vic Country and the A Under eighteen Champions um, for the Bullants in the TAC Cup. He averaged twenty-three disposals, disposal efficiency around seventy percent, which is well above average. Um, contested possession rate of forty percent and four point two tackles a game. Right, he To get picked up by Fremantle at pick 27 last year was a steal.
2: Yeah, he also has a massive tank. I think he came third in the combine at the beep test. So he can run all day as well. To be honest, hearing all those stats and, and seeing a position listed as a defender just makes you think like, wow, this guy could almost be too good to be true. And then you remember Ross Lyon is the coach. And then you think, damn, it is too good to be true.
1: Yeah, the thing is, this guy, they want to play the kids. So, they've been having this guy running around in the waffle, and then you bring him in on his bubble, and you're like, oh, this is a perfect downgrade for a Hartley. And then he might only get this week and not next week, because Ross Lyon's a freak.
2: Yep, you never know what he's going to do next.
1: Someone to look at for next week is uh, a Sam Collins, um, with Alex Pierce out for most likely for the season with his tibial fracture, Um, And another general defender and Garrick Ibbotson out for the next two to four weeks. It says says to me that his job security is pretty solid. He is a mature age rookie as well. So um, he's bottom priced um, 117 odd K or something around that mark. Um, I see that as a great um, downgrade option for Michael Hartley uh, next week because yeah. um, you don't need to trade don't don't need to go a week early because Michael Hartley's not going to drop in price if you've got cover for him say you've got Laird coming back off the bench Ruggles is back in this week you can stick stick uh, Hartley at, at, at d8 and just hold him there for a week until Collins is ready to go
2: yeah I think Collins is a great option you want rookies that will play throughout the buy and I'm quite certain that this is the type of guy that will do that
1: and he's got that the, the round 15 buy the latest buy as well so he's going to be making you money. During that whole time, while covering um, Donuts, so it's it's a perfect downgrade if he's picked next week. Too good, too good to be true. And I you know it's Lane the Ross again. line factor again. It's absolutely killer. Um, on the fringe, guys that we want to talk about, um, Jack Trengrove, um has been regular, uh, regularly racking up the uh, the thirty plus possessions in the in the VFL. Who's in this week? So he's another one to keep an eye on for a couple of weeks' time. Um, depending on when he gets his third game. Um, Another one in this week is Will Hams. Over the last month in the uh, VFL, he's averaged um, mid-20 touches, a goal a game, six marks and four tackles. Um, Really good numbers for someone that was just a pressure forward. He's now running through the midfield. Um, And another one that's not getting a game yet, but should uh, hopefully after the buys is one of our a downgrade option, even though he's he's elevated in price. That's Aaron Francis, who had uh, 21 disposals and nine intercept marks in the VFL last week. That's ridiculous supercoach numbers.
2: Yep, supercoach goal there, just racking in the points. I still can't believe Will Ham's got that many touches. Are you sure? You're not telling the porky?
1: No, no, no. I know he... I follow Essendon closely. That's... The pun just went straight over your head. I, I, sometimes you're just too clever for me, man. I'm going to have to listen back to the pod and try and get it. That's Pams! right. <laughs> oh, I got it! There we go. Yeah. The light bulb went off. Ding! Um, yeah, so there, there's a, a couple guys on the fringe that everyone's going on about. Um, there's no rookies on the bubble and we can't downgrade to anyone. There's nothing on the horizon. Everything looks bleak. We have some guys coming through and in the future that um, are going to be someone that we can really look at to finalize our squads.
2: Yeah, let's just hope there's a few more as well to add to that list next week.
1: Yeah, and that wraps our, uh, quite wraps up quite a uh, a long um, Cheezo's tasty trade segment. <laughs>
2: that was quite long, and you recommended Jeremy Howe, so I didn't recommend Jeremy Howe. Yeah, so I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs>
1: um, all right, let's jump into our listener team review. It's come from Josh, um, and we've chosen this team because it's the first time we've had someone write into us who's relating his team review to winning a league, a cash league, rather than for overall points. And just looking at his team, um, Pistol, he's probably doing all right overall regardless.
2: Yeah, it's a great-looking team. I'm not surprised. He's, I think he said he's winning or only dropped one game, and I'm definitely not surprised.
1: Yeah, he's got 17 trades left, and uh, do you want to go through uh, go through the team, read it out for the, uh, the listeners there, mate?
2: Yeah, sure. In the back line, he has Shaw Simpson Rance, Yo, Tippen Woody, Adams, and on the bench, Hartley and Collins. The midfield, Dangerfield, Hanabry, Parker, Ablett, Selwood, Prittis, Liberatore, Petrarca, and on the bench, he has Smith, Gresham, and McPherson. Rucks, Nick, Nat and Goldie. Cox on the bench. The forward line consists of Dalhouse, Zorco, Montagna, Hall, Carriage, Wells, with Ben Kennedy and Grimley
1: on the pine. I i dumbfounded how he got a team like this with 17 trades left. It's a good effort. No wonder he's winning. Um, he's written to us and said, um, obviously, main priority this week is to get rid of Ben Kennedy. With that team, you probably could because there's not too much that you're stressing over. Um, he's considering trading Hartley to Bailey Williams if he's named to free up some more cash. He would also consider doing a Josh Smith to Robbie Gray. Um, he says, Pete, listen to this. I've, I think I've used more trades than I should have, which concerns me.
2: That's, yeah, ridiculous.
1: He's, used, he's only used 13. And there's some there's some people out there that have used 20.
2: I don't know who those people are, and they're most <laughs> certainly not me, but I would not be appalled if yeah. they did that because it's very common, I hear.
1: Be, be aggressive to try and keep up with the pack.
2: <laughs> when you're going for overall, I think burning trades is okay um,
1: yeah.
2: unless you burn out. In which case Uh oh, game over.
1: Yeah. Um he says he'd like to free up some more cash to bring in Pendles, Doherty and or Deledio during the buys. So he's wondering if he should hold trades at the moment.
2: So from what I can see, he definitely should get rid of Hartley, probably for Tucker. Um I do quite like Tucker. It doesn't um It's not a negative in the buys for him because he only has Heath Shaw and Collins that also have that round 15 buy. So I would recommend getting in Tucker this week for Hartley. I'm not too sure he has to trade Ben Kennedy this week. Mm. I think Payne would be an option for him, but it's probably not worth moving on. He could upgrade Ben Kennedy to a premium midfielder or forward, but I don't think it's so necessary. He might just want to do the one trade this week and save up the cash. Well, it also depends on his cash league opponent. If he's versing someone weaker, then definitely just do one trade. If he's versing someone that he yeah. might need to beat this week, then probably do an upgrade.
1: Well, the thing is, if he's playing for a league, he really he doesn't have to worry about his overall ranking. And he can actually look um, at the team he's versing. So he can actually do bring up his opponent's team, see who they'll most likely trade. And he can trade accordingly. If he's got them covered without trades, with Hartley and Ben Kennedy both missing this week, he doesn't have to make any trades unless he really wants to get Tucker in.
2: Yeah, looking at his team, I'm sure he's not going to have any problems beating his opponent.
1: <laughs> Fire out. Danger, Hannahs, Parker, Selwood, Gaz, Pritis, Liberatore. And then he wants to add grey in, in that for Ben Kennedy or Josh Smith. Yeah, his team's nearly done. It's done a good job. That's brilliant. Um, it, with Petrarca in the mids, if he was desperate to get Gray, you could swap Petrarca to the forward bench, put Kennedy in the midfield, and then trade him up.
2: Yep, something like that. You or it could, could just get a midfielder like, uh, sorry, a forward midfielder like Dustin Martin. Perhaps yep. I think that's the only yeah. one missing. From that's a forward
1: the that, line. Yeah, it definitely doesn't have Dusty. Doesn't have could Lids. Get,
2: yeah, it could get Dusty. I think I'd get him over Lids mm. in a cash league just because if Lids gets rested down the line, finals yeah. more important. So Dusty would be. On my get list, and then yeah. could work out trading carriage or someone next week instead. Yeah.
1: Just doing the pricing in my head, he needs probably two hundred and ten thousand to get Dusty or Lids a minimum. And if he's downgrading Hartley to Tucker, he's probably only making hundred and seventy-five k, and that's all, that's more than enough to go from Ben Kennedy to Robbie Gray.
2: That yeah, that is to Robbie Gray, not to Dusty. So up to him, but yeah, there there are recommendations.
1: Yeah. Um, that would also kill off his mid-forward swing If he went up to a grey as well So um, definitely, um, definitely completely um, his opinion uh, But it, you've, in a cash, um, like a, a cash league Or a, a where you're going for league wins You need to compare it to the team that you're playing To um, evaluate what trades are necessary that's, that's probably also why he hasn't had to trade so much To begin with Because he's not trying to keep up with the pack um, he hasn't had to fix too much of his starting structure and that, that's probably why he's got so many trades in the bank.
2: No, he says he's used more trades than he should.
1: Uh, can you <laughs> he, not read? He's, he's used 13 trades. I can't believe that. That's a good effort. Yeah, he's obviously nailed his starting squad. He says, so far his biggest regret is trading in Joel Selwood three rounds ago when I considered Pendles for a similar price. And that's, that's probably um, because he hasn't listened to the podcasts for podcast for long enough. <laughs> he probably only started listening three weeks ago. And his team's actually got worse. Yeah, I know. We've um, not done a good job. Mate, if you brought in Pendles that week, I probably would have just deleted my team because there's no chance for me. <laughs> well, there's no chance anyway. Let's jump into some uh, community questions that we posted up on our Facebook today. Uh, I've got Matt Z. Sloan, one of our donators. Uh, value seeker in me says, get Robbie Gray. Fair enough. But the pod finder in me says, go JPK. The one who's tired of getting his ass kicked. Um, says empty the bank and get Hanabry. Which voice should I listen to? Pistol.
2: I'm a bit worried that there's so many voices in his head.
1: Yeah. To be I, honest. I, 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 I think he probably needs to go see someone about it. Uh, he needs well, to go see a doctor. doctor. woohoo! Oh. <laughs> Sorry. I beat you to that one. <laughs> Sorry about that. I've just ruined all your jokes today. Yeah. No, that's okay, mate. I'm going to trade you back out for Houston. I'm just going to reverse <laughs> trades.
2: Oh, well then I better answer this one correctly.
1: If it's yep. My last chance. Um, You've got three options. Go for it.
2: Personally, I would just get Hanabry playing Gold Coast. Not, he's never drops low. He's always solid. He's a good captain choice. If you don't have him, you have to get him at some stage. Otherwise, you're just going to be leaking points to other people that do have him throughout the season. So, yeah, he's going to be the one for me.
1: Yeah, and to just to talk about his consistency, he's averaging 121 for the year. His three-round average is 125. His five-round average is 124. Talk about consistency.
2: Yeah, and I think his low score of the year, 100, he was also like concussed and didn't play the last quarter. So, yeah, he you know, probably he, he would have got concussed. 125.
1: And it hurt me because he was my captain that week, too.
2: Well, there we go. Bonus for everyone.
1: All right. Jump into the next question, mate.
2: All right. So, Alex Rowland says, Is it worth getting rid of Tom Liberatore to get in Robbie Gray, or should I wait a bit longer before cashing him in? What do you think?
1: For me. If you can have Tom Liberatore as M9, that's perfect. You've got someone that's averaged 110 twice in their career before. You can have him at M8 or M9. I think he's going to come home with a wet sail. For me personally, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>
2: that's all right.
1: You were saying for me personally? <laughs> For me personally, I think
2: you can hold Tom Liberatore to the bye and then you can downgrade him to you know, a Pendles or a Trelaw, maybe even a Trent Cotchin if he keeps up his form um, and get in one of those players that have already had their bye. He's not someone that I'd be comfortable having at M8 because he's been a bit inconsistent this year based on where they've been playing him. He's been having mm-hmm. a few runs off the halfback and that's really been hurting his scores. So you could get Robbie Gray this week, but they do have the same bye. Uh, probably a net gain of 10 points per game, which isn't too much when you'll probably get more points holding him until the buy and then downgrading him or just holding him for the whole season, as uh, Chizu said.
1: Yeah, I I definitely wouldn't be planning on him being uh, an on-field selection for the rest of the year. I'd be looking at keeping him at M9. Yep, I agree. Because it doesn't cost you a trade um, and you've picked him up for... You know, sweet bugger all I think it was like 370k Or something like that At the start of the year Like to have him at M9 That'd be perfect Yep If you have the trades <laughs> Yeah, exactly um, Alright, I've got another one From Matt Blackmore um, What do I bloody do With Ollie Wines He's breaking my balls Um, I You can't You can't trade Like You're locking in a loss If you trade out Ollie Wines He I can see
2: why He's been breaking his balls He has n- Failed to live up to A lot of hype this season Yeah Probably something to do with Port Adelaide also failing to live up to everyone's hype. Mm -hmm. Again, I think if you are going to make the call, which you will have to do at some stage, it has to be
1: during the buyers. Exactly right. You've got to hold him to the buyers and then hope that you can upgrade him to someone like a Treloar or Pendlebury.
2: Yep. I don't think there's uh, any other reasonable
1: option. No. Uh, You got any more questions there, mate? Uh, We've had quite a few come through on the uh, Facebook. Um, Any particular ones you want to touch on?
2: Yeah, I'll probably just ask a question uh, in general because I know okay. it's going to come up a lot. And that's, Goldie, what do we do if he is a late out? I think they've reported saying that they're going to wait literally until the last couple minutes to make their decision. So everyone be aware that Goldie could be a laid out even if he is named, or well, he yeah. has been named. Um, so what should we do if the worst comes to worst and Goldie is a laid out?
1: My opinion on this one is... It's not worth restructuring your team for. If you've got cover, say you've got the um, the Goldie Cox um, combo, um, and you you can just cover him. You, you might only get like a forty or something like that, but that's the best you can do. But if you don't have cover, say you've got your loophole captain option um, at r three, I'd almost consider just taking a donut for Goldie rather than having to you know get in a tippet or a lice it instead of getting Deledio in your mid for Ben Kennedy for example just cuz you feel like you need to cover a donut.
2: Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't it's get someone It's a waste of trades. I wouldn't get someone, you know, like a Trent West or something for, you know, covering 30 points. That's it's mm. no point. You'll make that up just by having Goldie over, whichever Ruckman even if you were to trade Rucks throughout the rest of the season. I think the only way that I would trade in a Tippet or a Lysett is if I magically had like 17 trades to this point (laughs) in the season and I'd be completely comfortable knowing that Lycett could be my F7 at the end of the year. Otherwise, I'd probably stay away from doing that and just keep him and cop the donut like everybody else.
1: Yeah, and just in reality, um, you're, you're burning a trade to get someone in and restructure your team for the possibility of, at worst case scenario, you miss out on 100 points by getting a donut. And I know that's a fair few ranks and things like that, but just think about how valuable that trade can be late in the season when you need to cover Hanabry, who breaks his arm, and uh, leading up to your grand final, and then you have to play bloody you know, some spud off your bench or Ryan Davis on your field, and you lose by 40 points in your grand final.
2: Yeah, or even if it's a couple of weeks before the end of the season and you're all out and you just have to play a rookie for the end of the season, it's something you don't want to do. So... I wouldn't keep him. As I said, if you get a Trent West or somebody else, you're probably going to be getting, you know, between 40 and 60 points, which is really not worth it in the end. So, yeah, just cop the donut.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not worth it. Um, and the final question, one that I'm absolutely appalled, appalled that it's been asked, what to do with Darcy Parrish? Oh, you keep him on the field and you stick the bloody C on him. Yeah, I can't believe someone even asked that. It's obvious. Break even of 80, averaging 72. Not going to lose a heap of cash. Just hold him until the buy. Yep, easy. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps up the pod. Pistol, thanks for coming on there, mate. Thanks for having me. It's been absolutely brilliant. I I feel like it's been a a good trade. Um, Only time will tell. Just see see if we start making a little bit more cash or if this primo starts putting out some 120s for us like we're hoping for.
2: (laughs) Well, you can't reverse trades after this week, so you're going to be stuck with me for a bit longer, I think. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm happy with that mate maybe we can get Houston into Houston we have a problem a few times if we can get him on the phone guys don't forget to rate and subscribe it really helps us out keep putting that quality content out I've struggled through with the flu today so um, if I've, my voice kind of goes a little bit that's uh, kind of why it's been absolutely brilliant pistol I absolutely love it. And don't forget to uh, have a look at our um, donations page to keep donating to Cancer Uh, We've We've made 20% of our goal. We've made uh, $1,000. And uh, by the end of the season, we hope that we can uh, raise even more than that. All right, mate, I'm going to sign off. I'm going to go take some uh, cold and flu and go to bed, I think.
2: (laughs) All right. Hope you feel better. Catch you later.
1: Catch you later, guys.